Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. Given all the warmongering hype, you would have thought Speaker Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan earlier this month was every bit as provocative as the Soviet Union stationing ballistic missiles in Cuba in 1962. That, of course, is patently absurd. Even so, it shall redound to President Biden's eternal shame and regret that he did not emulate the profile in courage JFK showed during that real crisis. For it was even more self-evident that China was just testing Biden's nerve over Taiwan than it was that the Soviet Union was testing JFK's over Cuba. This is why I was so stupefied when Biden fielded frenzied media questions about whether or not Pelosi should defy China by going to Taiwan. Because he skirted responsibility by mumbling that the military did not think it was a good idea as if someone else is commander-in-chief. Indeed, he left it to Pelosi to call China's bluff, which she duly did. In fact, Biden's presidential response to the all-too-predictable questions about Pelosi's visit should have been something like this. Of course, Speaker Pelosi should visit Taiwan, as U.S. congressional delegations have been doing for decades. Now, I know her pending visit has ignited fiery rhetoric in the Chinese press that has you guys all hot and bothered. But I've had more meetings with President Xi than any other Western leader. And I know he's a very intelligent and confident leader. So it's an insult to his leadership to think he would threaten war with the United States, China's most important trading partner, just because one of our most respected politicians is making a routine trip to Taiwan which everyone recognizes as a self-governing part of China. I mean, not only would that make no sense, but it would make China look weak and insecure. Anyway, I'll be speaking with President Xi later this week, and I'm sure he and I will sort this little matter out in no time before moving on to more important stuff. Speaking of which, any questions about our historic Inflation Reduction Act? <laughs> if Biden had responded like that, it would have given Xi the cover he needed to save face. More to the point, it would have defused the bombs Xi resorted to blowing up all over the Taiwan Strait to punish America in North Korean masturbatory fashion for violating its sovereignty. As it happens, I was already on record in On Taiwan, Biden Beware, telling Pelosi don't go 
is giving China green light to go. On July 26, saying Pelosi not only should, but must go to Taiwan. She did, and it was every bit the triumph for the prerogatives of democracy over the dictates of autocracy. I knew it would be. The curious thing is that China is desperate to be respected as a dreaded and mighty superpower, but it keeps behaving on the world stage like a dreadful snowflake. In this case, as a communique by G7 foreign ministers indicated, China's reaction to Pelosi's visit has caused irreparable harm to its reputation on the world stage. Meanwhile, nothing demonstrates how right and smart Pelosi was, quite like China just resorting to more feckless military drills to punish America for sending yet another delegation to Taiwan this week. Except that this is establishing protocols and practices for China to end up being nothing more than the bullying menace to Taiwan that North Korea has been to South Korea for decades. In fact, China's Xi Jinping has been reduced to aping North Korea's Kim Jong-un by having his military test-fire missiles whenever he feels the need to look strong. But I cannot overstate how weak this episode is making China look. For starters, sanctioning Pelosi is the diplomatic equivalent of a woman scorned, reacting to her lover dumping her by shouting, Fine, because I never loved you anyway. <laughs> but the whole world knows that China refusing to cooperate with America on climate change just smacks off cutting off nose to spite face. And why practice blockading Taiwan? Because America's 50-year blockade of Cuba worked so well? <laughs> Truth be told, not since his friend without limits, Russian President Vladimir Putin thought he could bully Ukraine into letting him annex the rest of it. The way he annexed Crimea has an autocrat been so misled and ultimately humiliated by his own propaganda and delusions of grandeur, as Xi is being now with respect to Taiwan. Apropos of which, I would not be surprised if Putin was playing Iago, egging on Xi as Othello. This, as he tried in vain to cajole Xi into backing up his fiery rhetoric with military action, you know, because misery loves company. Indeed, you could see Putin playing his chauvinist card, insisting that Xi cannot allow two women, namely Pelosi and Taiwan's female president, to defy him with impunity on the world stage like this. 
Uh, never mind that two women defied Putin himself, and in even more humiliating fashion, by having their respective countries, namely Finland and Sweden, join NATO. <laughs> but if you're looking for honor or consistency in autocrats, you're going to find yourself rummaging down a very deep black hole. Richard Haas, President of the Council on Foreign Relations, and Thomas Friedman, three-time Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist for the New York Times, were in the vanguard of pundits advising Pelosi not to go to Taiwan. And remarkably, the only reason they cited was fear of incurring China's wrath. But given the way she emasculated their fears, they should take a moment to wipe the egg off their faces before appearing on TV to offer any more of their sage advice. In a similar vein, China was betting members of the U.S. Congress would be so anxious to retain access to its lucrative market that their venality would cause even her fellow Democrats to chastise Pelosi. But it lost, because members rallied across the aisle, like they rarely have since 9-11, to condemn China. What's more, their bipartisan passage just weeks ago of the CHIPS Act to return production of critical semiconductors and related research from China to America portends a decoupling that probably has China feeling even more anxious than it was betting members of Congress would feel. After all, due to its own reckoning, it must be dawning on China that, if push comes to shove, it will need the United States and its Western allies to manufacture cheap stuff in China, far more than those countries will need to have access to its market. And Biden's Buy America plan is already encouraging Western countries to fortify their economies in every way possible to decouple from their slavish reliance on China's. Not to mention what this headline from today's edition of the Wall Street Journal portends for China's economy. And I quote, U.S. companies on pace to bring home record number of overseas jobs. After COVID-19 pandemic upended supply chains, American companies are shifting jobs and processes back to the United States. Indeed, China would be well advised to learn from the lesson the EU is currently teaching Russia in this regard. Because Russia was betting, members of the EU would be so dependent on imports of its oil and gas that their desperation would cause them to vote against US-led sanctions to punish it for invading Ukraine. But it lost, 
because members sacrificed, like they haven't since World War II, to impose sanctions on Russia that are even more crippling than those the United States proposed. But trust me, if China apes Russia's march of folly into Ukraine by invading Taiwan, the United States would lead a coalition of the willing not just to help Taiwan defend itself, but to sanction and isolate China even more than they are now sanctioning and isolating Russia, and let the chips fall where they may. Except that China would find Taiwan even more of a porcupine than Russia is finding Ukraine. Not least because the United States is already sending all kinds of weapons to Taiwan to ensure that if China dares invade, Taiwan would have no need to beg for weapons then, the way Ukraine is continually doing now. In other words, I cannot overstate the deterrent effect Russia's boomerang invasion of Ukraine is having. In fact, China has just cause to fear that invading Taiwan would be even more punishing for it than invading Stalingrad was for Germany during World War II. Because this unwinnable war would likely prove ten times as costly for China as Vietnam and Afghanistan were for America, combined. Which is why I maintain that all of China's bellicose rhetoric and military drills amount to nothing more than saber-rattling folly. In the meantime, though, China will huff and puff and blow hot air. But far from the dragon that breathes fire, as so many feared, Pelosi exposed China as more like the boy who cried wolf. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries, often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.